Spend your summer mornings with us. News, information, conversation, controversy, and fun. The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. In the sunshine, sing a little sunshine song. Put a smile upon your face as if there's nothing wrong. Think about a good time had a long time ago. Think about forgetting about your worries and your woes. Walking in the sunshine, saying a little sunshine song. We are walking in sunshine this morning here on the Watchdog Morning Show. It's 9.08, eight minutes after the hour. Hour number tray is underway for our three-hour soiree. It was kind of a little rhyming thing there. I did. I didn't intend it. Well, you're on top of your game I this morning. Well, you know, tomorrow I'll be back to normal. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I just it's, I got a week's worth of energy uh, built up. And, uh, again, uh, texters are coming in with uh, some thoughts on, here we uh, go. on the fact that we're, we were not here last week. I explained that to you. I, 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 I said I was going to – I had a feeling I was going to win the Powerball, so Bob and I decided just to quit and go to Bora Bora. But um, – in, in fact, we had some internal things we had to deal with here at the radio station. Sorry about that. Uh, and I, maybe they're right. Uh, some of these things, Mr. Monroe, the, uh, somebody said earlier that it was irresponsible for us not to be on the air. I mean, I, I, I appreciate that. I'm, I really don't know that we are a public service in the sense that if we're not on the air, it's irresponsible. But I, I hear it. Uh, Mr. Monroe, the only irresponsible, and, and this is not a bad point, Bob, the only irresponsible thing you did was not putting a promo on the morning show last week, just saying you and Bob were taking the week off. Yeah, what's up with that, Howard? And Well, here's the problem, as you well know. It was a day-by-day decision. <laughs> you know, we, I mentioned earlier, and it was not a joke, my, my kids would ask me, uh, Jason, my oldest in particular, would say, Dad, are you, um, are you, um, you going to work tomorrow? <laughs> and, all kidding aside, that was really nice. It was kind of unexpected. Yeah. And it kind of grew on us as the week went on. Well, do we go back in Thursday? Well, let's just, let's just, it, it was nice. And we apologize. I apologize because I'm the one that kind of abruptly uh, got it rolling in that direction. So, yes, it, it's good to be, uh, feel like we're wanted, Howard. We're needed. And every day I was sending a note to Adam Fike and to Bob Westfall saying, guys, not today. Maybe tomorrow. And again, I mentioned it, it, over the course of the, I counted them. Over the course of the week last week, 13 guests I had scheduled that I had to say, I'm not going to do it. A couple of them, I like, on Tuesday, said, oh, I'm sorry, we can't do it on Tuesday. We'll, we'll put you on Thursday. Uh, well, we're not going to be here on Thursday. <laughs> then maybe Friday. But we're back now. And as far as I know, I, I haven't really talked to anybody in the big front office. But as far as I know, we're going to be allowed to stay here forever. I'm hoping, Howard. Uh, we got our vac- or I got my vacation out of the way. I got a little tidbit here for you real quick before I forget time. this. Now, we open up our third hour with our friend Roger Miller walking in sunshine. I learned something about Roger Miller last night. Okay. I was watching the country music. Uh, it was done by Ken Burns on, on uh, PBS. Oh, one of those documentaries. <clears throat> yes. I, I remember when it was first on, and I watched an hour of it last night. I'm a big Roger Miller fan. You know, when it comes down to country music and, and, and a songwriter, uh, boy, he's, he's, he's great. Storyteller. He is. He's just tremendous. I did not know this, Howard. Plane crash with Patsy Cline. Uh, West Virginia's own Hawkshaw Hawkins was on that plane. Uh, Cowboy Copas was on that plane. Cowboy Copas. I, he right, was an act back in those days. And they had a plane crash, and there was no survivors. They crashed into a mountain or a big hill in Tennessee. Do you know who found them? Cat Stevens. Roger, I, I, Roger Miller. Really? He was, he was friends and, and distraught. His, he, 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 the plane was missing, and they knew it was probably in that hillside slash mountain somewhere. Hmm. He led the crew through the wilderness to find this airplane. And smart man that he is, he looked up and he saw one of those uh, towers, like the Ranger Tower. Would, yeah, would right. for, yeah. And he went up there. And he looked? And he could tell where the plane had knocked the treetops down. What was he doing? I mean, he was just. Well, he went up there to, to, you know, he, he used his head thinking he might be able to see something. So he that he could find him. To to he climbed it himself. He could see the, the sheared uh, treetops where the plane went down. And they went and they found them. And there was no survivors. 
but it was Roger Miller of all people, Howard. Isn't That's that a, wild? That is that is interesting, and I love that song that we play. But I'm with you. I love he, because Roger Miller is not just a country singer. He is a storyteller, which I really uh, I like what he does. It's 9, 12, 12 after the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. We're looking at the 70 degrees at the Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 67 degrees at the Highlands, 73 degrees uh, poolside in Elm Grove where – I'm having a feeling at 73, uh, when Teddy is done with his camp this today, it may be a pool day today. I did not get any pool time with Teddy last week. And uh, what do we have here, Bob? We have uh, 66, Howard. 66, moving up. 66 degrees here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios, downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. It's going to be uh, sunny, clear skies most of the day today. Again, this is pretty much the, the format of the week. It'll be mostly sunny, mostly cl- uh, clear, maybe a few clouds wisping in and out over the course of the week. Temperature today, 85, 88 tomorrow, 90 on Wednesday, 92 on Thursday, 95 on Friday, which will be our kickoff of the Italian Festival broadcast. Yes, can't wait. We're just got our fingers uh, crossed uh, for the weather. Adam said er- earlier that uh, lots of sunshine, but there's always that chance that we could get a thunderstorm. So yeah, we, we, we want them to stay away. But out. you know what? We've had pop-up showers during the Italian Festival well, too before. Bad, yeah. I mean, I don't... I'm trying to think, has it ever been, well, I know it hasn't been rained out, like they canceled it, but has there ever been, like, torrential downpours? I believe a couple of years they just had where hours and hours would go by where you couldn't do anything other than just hope it quit raining. I know the Chili Fest a couple of times got essentially rained. We had it, but it was not, you know. And I think back to our, our friend Kathy Fortunato. Remember the very first Stern Wheeler uh, Festival? She was in charge of the Stern They, they cut festival. trees down there. They did all – and then the big flood came, and, uh, and the there boats was boats on uh, yeah, yeah, on Main Street. Yeah, exactly. So, anyway, so we have a couple things coming up this week. I should mention them to you. First of all, on Thursday, uh, Mr. Don will be at – the Greek Festival. Yes, uh, Center Wheeling. He'll be down there from 12 to 3. Uh, Doc uh, Doc Angelo Georges will be there with him at the beginning, getting Donnie uh, uh, comfortable, easing him in. Plenty of guests down there. Stop in. If you're going to be down there, stop in and say hi to Don. And then on Friday, um, we did not do it last year, but we. and then, of course, there were pandemic years. But uh, for years, Bob and I did this. I won't be around, but Bob will be uh, on Italian Festival Friday. Uh, we'll be there for the big kickoff of the festival straight at noon on Friday and staying all the way through 5 o'clock. Yeah, the Pine Room Boys will kick it off from 12 to 3. And uh, then again, Dr. Angela Georges with the uh, Paul Harris Sports Huddle that uh, is heard on Saturday mornings from 9 to 12. But Doc will be down there joining an hour with his crew. And then from 4 to 5, myself and Brian Beresford, good old boys on sports, Baron Bob, will be there with Donna Gilbert to wrap things up, Howard. All right, should be a fun week uh, of activities Thursday and Friday. And a lot of good food. I'm not doing any of the broadcasting, uh, but I'll probably do some of the eating. I think, you know, a little um, little gyro, a little gyro at the Greek Fest. Can't, yes. can't go wrong with that. And then, um, you know what, i got to have on Italian Festival. Well, we're going to both work on them, Howard. That is the Sons of Italy sausage that we both are craving right now. Yeah, at this very moment, exactly. You can't, you can't do without it. All right, uh, it's uh, 9.15 here on the Watchdog Morning Show. I came across an interesting article recently, and I'm going to talk to the author of the article, a professor from uh, the University of South Carolina, about UFOs. We Every time a UFO story pops up, I try and share them with you. Years ago, I'm talking about 40 years ago, I used to do UFO stuff all the time. I don't do so much of that anymore. Uh, but it's, you know, we're seeing more and more talk about UFOs, or what do they call them, UA, unidentified aerial, I don't know, UAVs or whatever. Um Congress is talking about it. The military is talking about it. And every time a report comes out, there's usually something like, we have no reason to believe these are creatures from outer space. But invariably, we get phone calls and texts, Howard, don't you really think those are aliens from outer space? Why is it that we want to believe that this is extraterrestrial conversation occurring? We'll talk about that coming up next here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Over the years, you've brought opioids into your home. They helped when you were in pain, and you held on to them just in case. But holding on to opioids puts your family at risk. Learn more at www.fda.gov slash drug disposal. Ready to take your driving experience to the next level? Look no further than Toyota, the pioneers of automotive technology. With Toyota cars, trucks, and SUVs, you'll discover a world of cutting-edge innovation at your fingertips, like advanced driver assist features, seamless connectivity, and unparalleled safety systems. Go to buyatoyota.com for special offers, then visit your local Toyota dealership. Offers end August 1st. Toyota, let's go places. 
A serious injury from an accident can be just the start of your worries. What if you cannot return to work? How do you take care of your family if you're disabled? At Gellner Law Offices, we represent seriously injured people and understand their problem. We know how to get you fair compensation. We will work hard to make sure you get the money you deserve for your losses. Don't go it alone. If you're hurt in an accident, call us at 304-242-2900 or visit us at gellnerlaw.com. We'd like to help. Turn that radio dial and walk in because the guys from the Pine Room Podcast come right here to the Watchdog with a new, extended, and revamped show. Adding six more hours into the week, join the guys from the Pine Room Podcast every Tuesdays and Thursdays from 12 noon to 3 o'clock to talk local, national, and global sports, news, pop culture, and everything in between. The Pine Room Podcast, right here on the Watchdog. He has his say, you can have yours. Text us or call us and join the conversation. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. Because of you, there's a song in my heart. Because of you, my romance had its start. We're going to tribute to Tony Bennett with our bumper music. That has to be from his early days, though. It doesn't sound like the Tony Bennett that I know. No, I think that was way back, Howard. From, from way back when. 50s, but I would say. As I said, he's one of the few people that has managed to stay uh, in the forefront of, pop, of popular culture. Uh, from the crooner days all the way up to he and Lady Gaga, she of the meat dress fame and Tony Bennett together. It's just a strange combination. You know what I think it is, though, to really the success of having a, a singing career, Howard, is I, I think you really have a shot if you have a big snouse. Because looking at Tony Bennett, you know, think of Barbara Streisand, your, your boy Barry Manilow. They all have a big honker on them, Howard. Oh, Bob, no. That's, I don't. It's I, the truth. I, okay, all right, all right. Did you, you, you Lady know, Gaga, I, pretty, pretty, pretty substantial nose, Howard. All right, well, and she's, oh, she and the Tony Bennett the special, I forget what they called it, One Final Time or something like that. Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga did a CBS special uh, last year, I think it was. It was repeated over the weekend. It's probably available on streaming services if you get it. All right, um, I want to talk a bit about UFOs, or I, I, I want to say UAVs, unidentified aerial V. That's not right. Um, but every time we hear about UFOs in the news, we get texts and calls, and people want, for some reason, to believe that these things are terrestrial contact from somewhere out there. Uh, Professor Barry Markovsky uh, from the University of South Carolina wrote a piece in The Conversation, which I frequently refer to because I read it often, and they have good stuff in there, about why do we tend to believe, why do we want to believe that UFOs are from somewhere out there? Professor, good morning. Welcome to the show. I don't have it right. They're not UAVs. What are they called? They don't call them UFOs anymore. What do they call them? You're, you're really close. UAPs, Unidentified Area Phenomenon. Phenomenon. Okay, yeah, UAPs. I don't know what... What's the what's the thinking behind? I know you're not privy to it, but why change the name? Is it to try and get us to stop thinking about UFOs as extraterrestrial beings, or what? I don't know. The the speculation I've seen is that they were trying to get away from the, the sort of silliness of, of UFO culture and uh, turn it into something a little more legitimate sounding. It has become a little bit more legitimate. It being UFO uh, research. Military has uh, now been has released several, you know, videos and, and radar clips and so on of of uh, American military encounters, if that's the right word, with strange things in the sky. Uh, we've been hearing more talk about it from Congress as well. But I think the last couple of times there's been a report issued from Congress. There was one not too long ago. Uh, they they make the point that while there are still some of these sightings that are unidentified. There is no reason to believe they are uh, contact with extraterrestrial beings. And yet, Professor, it just seems like we want it to be that way. And I hear all the time from people who say, I don't believe them. I know there are aliens out there. Yeah, and there's no one reason for that. But uh, it's true. People are very motivated to try to understand what it's all about. And not understanding is kind of uncomfortable. So we, we look for easy explanations, and even though the evidence really isn't there, 
the extraterrestrial hypothesis is a really simple, comprehensive kind of explanation for being visited by, by aliens. Uh, there is polling data, I know, that shows large numbers of us still believe that um, at least some UFOs are alien spacecraft or contact from outer space of some kind, right? Yeah, yeah it's over over 40% in the, the latest poll a couple of years ago um, believe that at least some UFOs are of alien origin. Well, let's talk about... I mentioned, you may have mentioned earlier, when I first started in this business 50 years ago, um, I did a lot of talk about UFOs. There was a big spate of UFO discussion, you know, back in the early 70s and so on. Uh, it really wasn't always that way. I mean, UFOs kind of grew into the national consciousness at some point. I'm not quite sure where it was. Maybe it was Roswell. I don't know. Barney and Betty Hill. I'm, I'm not sure when it was, but... Um, it wasn't always that way. We weren't always so concerned about UFOs. Yeah, it kind of comes in waves. And I would say it started in the 1940s when the Roswell incident happened, although it didn't happen anywhere near the publicity that it received um, in the 1980s. Uh, various books and magazine articles came out popular. And then since the 80s, it kind of waxed and waned. And we happen to be in a, a period right now where there's a lot of news, UFOs. Now, UFOs can be, and the military and the congressional reports have suggested, they can be of a variety of origins. We saw for a week, we all watched a UFO float across this country, uh, the, Chinese, <laughs> the Chinese balloon. That was, a, that was an unidentified, for a while at least, an unidentified flying object, if you will. Yeah, I think it's important to keep in mind that uh, we're talking about unidentified, you know, to you. Um, it's very tempting to uh, capitalize on that ambiguity of it being unidentified and then make inferences about what it really is. And that's part of needing an explanation. We, we go from unidentified, and in a lot of people's minds, that's equated with, well, it must be. Uh, extraterrestrial, alien origin. That's just not a logical uh, warranted by the. What what is there? Is there something in our human psyche, in our genes, that makes us want to think this way? Is it as you said? First of all, we want to try and find some explanation, so we don't like unidentified things at all. Um, but it seems to me. And by the way, I'm, I, I suspect there's alien life out there, and I don't know if it's contacted us or not. I'm not a disbeliever, but uh, it seems to me that most of the reports that we see and read and hear uh, may be unidentified but have sort of natural explanations, natural meaning maybe these days we're more concerned about our enemies, China and others. But is there something in us that just makes us want to believe that? Well, yeah, you mentioned the... Um the, the sort of need we have for understanding things. But there are other factors that layer on top of that uh, that are more social. That's kind of my bailiwick. I'm, I'm a social psychologist. And it has to do with how we misperceive and misjudge things. It has to do with others around us who express belief in something, and that tends to influence us, even if we're not aware of that influence happening. Of course, there's uh, media, mass media, there's social media. And, you know, these days it's really obvious that UFOs or UAPs are just very much uh, in the in the sea that we swim in. It's cultural now. So all these factors kind of weigh on our beliefs and why we see a kind of upswell in the, in the number of adults who are believing this now. Something like 100 million Adults in the U.S. alone um, believe in the alien origin hypothesis. You know, the uh, once upon a time it was the tabloids that kind of really got this going. We don't do the tabloids as well. Maybe this, maybe they still have the tabloids. I don't see them as much as we used to. The Weekly World News and National Enquirer and so on. They were the ones that kind of kept these stories alive. But these days, it's probably social media to a large extent. Yes. Very much, but but also mainstream media is a lot more tabloid-like than 
used to be, I would say. <laughs> so uh, that helps to kind of keep it keep it alive and keep it all around us. Yeah, no, that, that's that's a good point. Uh, and and it seems the perception I think is that it's you're. You, I don't want to phrase this. If you believe that UFOs were extraterrestrial origin, um, 70s and 80s, early 80s, you might have been perceived as a crackpot. These days, it seems to have taken on some more sense of legitimacy, maybe because the military is a little more open about doing their own investigation, maybe because members of Congress are raising these questions as well. Um, but it, 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 it seems as if there is a... It's a more legitimate form of, of, of conversation these days as opposed to just you're a crazy person if you believe that uh, aliens were here. It, it's true. I think one of the differences is that the government just used to pretty much deny everything and was caught keeping secrets, not secrets that we have alien bodies and crashed saucers, but just secrets about um, observed UFOs and uh, pilots and testimonies and that—that's more open than it used to be, and yeah, these congressional hearings are opening it up even wider. But that still is a huge leap from the fact that we have testimony, we have anecdotes, to any kind of conclusion that we must have been visited. I mean, I'm like you. I—I I would bet my life that there there's intelligent life elsewhere in the universe. Uh, and uh, and also, I don't really think it's visited us. Well, Mike, I don't want to be funny, but my question always is, why would they, why would they want to visit us? You know, <laughs> if you yeah. can if you can travel through the galaxies, uh, what do we have to you know? I mean, unless you're a science fiction nut and you think they've come to colonize the planet or something, I, I don't know what the purpose of it uh, of it would be. Um, so Maybe. It's studying single cell organisms or something like that you know we, we have an interest in all life forms but yeah the idea that uh, these advanced civilizations have flown uh, you know thousands of light years and crashed on the earth uh, that's that seems pretty unlikely so you don't think that we that uh, that there are little green men at Wright Patterson Air Force Base or anything of that nature I I don't want to rule anything out but I think it's very very remote possibility. Um, again, and it's something that too, too many of us, I shouldn't say too many of us, that many of us or many Americans, not just Americans, worldwide want to believe. By the way, that's a good question I, I should ask you. Is belief in UFOs an American thing or is it a worldwide thing? Or maybe you have no sense of that, I don't know. I, I've been told that uh, there's a lot less talk about it in Great Britain. Um, I, other than that, I'm not sure how it's, perceived in other countries. I, I would guess like most public opinion polling, it, it's pretty variable across different cultures. You know, something has popped into my mind while you and I were talking this morning, Professor, and I um, should have thought about this before. Uh, we're going to do a, a segment this week with um, uh, a, a researcher who's been looking into uh, AI, artificial intelligence, deep fake videos as part of campaigns and so on. We're hearing more about deep fakes, these these manufactured you know videos and so on. I I wouldn't be surprised if in the realm of ufology, if that's the right word to use, we don't start seeing some AI created pictures and and it's going to make it's going to make things more and more difficult for us as uh, citizens to figure out what's right and what's not, or what's what's real and what's not. Absolutely, I, my understanding is that there's a kind of parallel industry emerging on detect, uh, detecting AI uh, and fakes. So all we can kind of do is cross our fingers that, that that's uh, going to be helping us out. Again, I've got a guest coming on this week who also wrote a piece for The Conversation, that's where I got his, his uh, uh, information from, uh, about uh, AI deep fakes and poli the political season coming up and how we have to be careful of this in the political season because there could be a lot of stuff that's not really real showing up on our social media feeds and elsewhere. And I, I got thinking about that, and I'm thinking that that could, you know, I can picture people creating these deep fake um, UFO videos that, that suddenly aren't that grainy, 
weird looking stuff that we saw decades ago, but now look like they might actually be real because these deep fakes look very real. Yeah, I'm I'm waiting for the deep fake video of Gaga stepping off of the, the flying saucer. <laughs> if if flying saucers, UFOs, UAV, UAPs, if if an extraterrestrial contact was ever made, what do you think would happen? How would we handle that? I mean, it's I'm, I don't know. If it's not really your area of expertise, but I'm just thinking out loud. You know, if, if there is extraterrestrial contact made, we've all seen a dozen different uh, movies about it and TV shows about it. The greatest of them all was The Day of the Earth Stood Still, as far as I'm concerned. Um, how do you think we would handle that? What do you think would happen? Yeah, I um, certainly don't think there would be the sort of widespread panic that the conspiracy theorists say is keeping the government from informing us that we already have had this kind of contact. I just... Too many people are interested and curious and have a sense of wonder about it. Uh, so beyond that, beyond that, it would kind of depend on the details of the contact. I mean, my favorite movie about that was Contact, uh, Carl Sagan's yeah. book, um, which I think portrayed in a very realistic way how we would respond to a study process, search for extraterrestrial intelligence project. Uh, receiving information, and it really probably all comes down to the nature of the information we received. We haven't. I haven't heard much about SETI in recent years. Does it even still exist? Search for extraterrestrial intelligence. There was a there was a group, I guess you'd call it, that was involved in that. And there was the really the, the contact the, the Sagan book that was made into a movie with. Um, Jody Foster? I can't remember. Anyways, it was a yeah. uh, it was it was a it was an interesting movie, and it really got your mind going when you started to think about it. Uh, but I don't hear too much about that. Are we still searching for extraterrestrial intelligence out there? We are. The study still exists, and it's broadened. And there are other affiliated groups and non-affiliated that are in various ways uh, using uh, or, or scanning the sky for some sorts of radio and there's even talk about crowdsourcing it so that we can kind of all play a role in search i really like that yeah well, that would make a certain amount of sense i suppose um so well professor it's an interesting conversation again i i i used to spend a lot of time on on the ufos now uaps but um don't do it quite as much anymore but it does seem like we're seeing and hearing more and more about it and i thought it was an interesting piece that you that you penned for the conversation about, uh, you know, is this, this instinctive desire some of us have to to use that as an explanation for things that we don't know? Let's give them an let's let's give them an explanation that we can understand. As bizarre as it may be, give them an explanation that we can understand. Mm -hmm. Well, I appreciate you uh, inviting me. All right, thanks. Good for good talking to you. Maybe we'll do it again sometime. I appreciate it very much. Have yourself a great day, and let me know if you see any UFOs. All right, thanks, Professor. I appreciate it. <laughs> Professor Barry uh, Markovsky is from the University of South Carolina, and uh, I found an interesting piece. I mentioned The Conversation, which is a website-slash-news magazine that I read frequently, and I get a lot of some of these uh, different-type guests uh, from there. They've been doing a lot of stuff on uh, UFOs recently. Professor Markovsky is one. Uh, I also am going to have on next week a professor from Bowdoin College, who is going to take a look at the question I asked the professor. He's a cultural anthropologist. So they study what happens when, for example, the white man goes into the jungle and meets indigenous people. How do different cultures work together when they have those kind of contacts? And uh, it was an interesting piece, so I think I'm going to, I don't think I have him coming on. Uh, next week to talk about it. You know, Howard, being the conspiracy guy that I am, I I always think that there's something out there. There's more out there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the, being the Kennedy uh, conspiracy guy, I usually get hit with, well, don't you think that somebody would have came forward before they died and, and said something, you know, kind of like uh, let the cat out of the bag. I was thinking when you were talking uh, to Barry, uh, the, the same thing. You, you would think that one of these high-ranking officials, Navy, whatever, 
that that kind of wanted to say, look, I can blow the lid off of this. I know for sure. I, I've, I've seen the evidence. Well, the problem is that we have seen some of that. Fairly recently, there was a fellow, and he was getting a huge amount of publicity. He was a former military officer. He claimed he was uh, had been head of a UFO investigating arm of the military. And he put out all this. Inf- I mean, it wasn't secret. He was interviewed. He was there. I tried to get him on the show. I couldn't make contact with him. Um, but sh- after he had a couple of weeks of publicity, conspiracy, I don't know. Then you began to hear weird things about him. You know, he's always been a little off. He's always had some strange ideas. Uh, he was very forceful. He said, I've seen the reports. I know what's out there. And, and uh, the, the, the information is being kept from us. Um, and, I, I, you know, I'm not as conspiracy-minded as you are. But part of me says, isn't that a typical approach the government takes? Somebody comes out there and has pretty strong information. What do you do? Discredit him. You know, make him look bad. Well, again, that's yeah, exactly. He's always had always had some mental issues. You know, it, that's why I go back to the great one, Jackie Gleason. Why in the world would he lie? You know, he was so famous. Why would he make something up? And his autobiography, he claims he was in Florida, just happened to run into Richard Nixon, who was kind of out of politics at the time, but had been vice president said, come on, uh, Jackie, I, I want to show you something, but you can't tell anybody, and uh, showed him where they had uh, stored alien bodies, Howard. Which puts a whole new take on Jackie Gleason's famous, bam, zoom, right to the moon. Alex. Absolutely, and you know what? He, he liked to booze it up, so I don't know if he was hammered, but he he swears by that that he, he gained Richard Nixon's trust, and he said, oh, come on, sure, I'll show you, and... Uh, I don't know what to believe. You know, it's a story that I've told on the air and Bob has told on the air. Former Congressman Bob Ney, uh, when he first went into Congress, one of the first things he did was he began to ask about Roswell, began to ask about these, you know, Wright-Patterson Air Force Base and so on. And, you know, I'm Congressman Bob Ney. I mean, you know, and they said, yeah, no, we're no. You have you, you get no information from us, even even a congressman. And one of the things we know for sure, uh, you got Fort Knox. You got the White House, you got the Capitol, but then you got this stretch of land in somewhere in Roswell, New Mexico, that is fortified that they, if you cross it, you're probably going to be killed. I mean, they they protect whatever is in there. So there has to be something, right, Howard? It's in New Mexico, for God's sake. On a tangential issue, not the same as this, but I'm, I'm going to talk with Tom Scuteri, hope tomorrow about this. You may have seen, some of you may have seen, there's an organization called Flannery LLC, it, and it's a mystery company, and nobody knows who they are. And by that, I mean the government has tried to figure out who they are. This company is buying up huge swaths of land around our military bases, buying up hundreds of thousands of acres surrounding Wright-Patterson Air Force Base, thousands of acres near um, the NORAD Center in, uh, in Colorado. I can't think of the name right now. Um, and nobody knows who they are. Nobody knows who they are. They have been investigating it. They being the government and the, the states, they've been tra- nobody knows who this company is. But they're buying up large swaths of land. There's your aliens right there, Howard. Around the American military bases. I'm not a Bob Slider conspiracy person, but that's a little strange. We'll probably talk more about that tomorrow with Skateri. 940, 20 till the hour. How much could a cyber attack cost your business? The costs stemming from a cyber attack can vary tremendously, but are extremely significant. Recent studies have shown that the average cost of a data breach to small business can range from $120,000 to $1.2 million. In addition to financial loss, companies also suffer downtime, lost opportunities, and data recovery expenses that can all quickly add up. Could your organization survive a cyber incident? If you are unsure if you are doing enough to protect your data, reputation, and dollars from cyber criminals, contact the team at Omni Strategic Technologies today. Omni has the right tools and support to help keep your business protected. Call 304-242-7600 and schedule your free consultation today or visit omniperforms.com. Omni Strategic Technologies, the only cybersecurity and advisory firm that the watchdog trusts. You want a hospital rising up to the challenges of today's healthcare demands. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital delivers the right care close to home. Developing new and exclusive services, recruiting top surgeons, featuring the highest level of orthopedic surgery, 
improving healing, rehab time, and outcomes. Offering innovative heart care through our WVU Heart and Vascular Institute. Establishing outstanding urology services with a highly experienced urologist and staff. Providing comprehensive, world-class women's health services and equipping the WVU Cancer Institute at Wheeling Hospital with cutting-edge science for the highest standard of care. We embody the mountaineer spirit, building upon strong traditions, moving forward with compassion. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital, delivering the right care at the right place at the right time. Most of us are faced with uncertainty every day. Your job, your finances, sporting events, schooling for your children, and so much more. With so much uncertainty surrounding you, there is one auto dealership that you can be certain about, and that's Doan Ford. You can be certain that you always get a great deal and the best service afterwards. Being in business for over 50 years has given Doan Ford the reputation of being a strong, reliable dealership. Be certain. Choose Doan Ford. Online at DoanFord.com. I'm not buying till I check Doan Ford. On the last talk line on Metro News, WVU President E. Gordon Gee. Can you foresee any possible circumstance where Bob Huggins would return to WVU as a head basketball coach? No. No, none. All right, that's pretty definitive. Keep up on what's happening in West Virginia. Talk line. Weekdays at 10.06, right here on this Metro News radio station. We'll talk to you then. Conversations you care about with people you know. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe on WKKX and WVLY. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. If I have someone who needs me, someone I've needed so long For once unafraid I can go where life leads me and somehow I know I'll be strong It is the music of Tony Bennett, the now late Tony Bennett that we're using for bumper music today as a tribute to uh, to Tony Bennett, one of the great crooners of all time. What did I say? Somebody in the article I read, one of the greatest saloon singers. Saloon singers. Singer, saloon yeah. singers. That's the kind of that's the music he did. And as I said, it's interesting that he has lived through the generations, but he didn't change his style. You know, he still did saloon songs. He was still a saloon singer when he and uh, and uh, Lady Gaga and so on got together. It was he did not. He's not one of these guys who said, I'm going to try to reinvent. Remember when Pat Boone tried to be a... a uh, it didn't work, did it? No. He tried to be like a, a was, punk rocker or something. Nuts. Oh, my God. It was terrible. You didn't see it. Tony Bennett just he continued being Tony Bennett. And it didn't work for me, Howard. You know, I, I think he did maybe two duet uh, albums, which were which were very popular. I, I think maybe one of his Grammys came from one of those duet uh, albums. I never went for that. If I'm going to listen to Tony Bennett, I want to listen to Tony Bennett. I don't want to hear anybody else with him. Really? So you don't? You're yeah, it didn't fan, work for uh, me. No. Uh, see, I I, I enjoyed the t the Lady Gaga and, uh, and Katie Tony. Lang. They they did a version. I mean, they did just about every song of his, and he did it with someone else. But no, I give me Tony Bennett. Uh, Nine forty-five, quarter to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. It's going to be a, a clear and sunny day today. Could see a little bit of rain this afternoon. Just spotty pop-up showers, and that's the way of the week all week. Mostly clear skies, maybe some clouds in the week. Uh, afternoon could see some rain. Temperatures 85 today, 88 tomorrow, 90 on Wednesday, 92 on uh, Thursday, 95 for Italian Festival uh, Friday. That's what we have to uh, look forward to. Bob, I, again, so much. There's a lot of stuff that happened last week while we were away. Some of which we'll catch up on later this week. Some of which it just like Hoppy when he was away with the Bob Huggins story. And I just, I just, some of which we'll never have a chance to talk about. I do want to make a mention though of our friend Kirk Porterfield from Porterfield's, uh, well, used to be Porterfield's drive thru and carry out, now it's Kirk's Ice Cream Store. Uh, he recently was uh, received national recognition for the flags he has on his ice cream store. I don't know if you ever noticed them or not. He has a uh, painted on the front of the ice cream store. American flags from the first flag to today showing all of the changes that we made as we added new states, as we, you know, the, the, the design of the flag changed and so on. 
He was presented with a flag certificate from the Daughters of the American Revolution, recognizing individuals for the proper use, correct display, and patriotic presentation of the American flag. Uh, every time we go to Kirk's, and we do a lot with, uh, with, um, with Teddy, he asks about those flags, and I try to explain to him what each of the flags were and how you know, the flag has changed over the years, and, and part of it is when we added new states, we added new stars, and so on. So uh, good ice cream and a little history lesson with it. Absolutely right. So congratulations to Kirk Porterfield. Kirk's home to go, Kirk. ice cream store. It's, uh, it's good people. 13 to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Very quickly, um, back to the promo we heard with Hoppy. Does it surprise you the Bob Huggins story just has basically faded away from public view right now? No. It, it just makes me even more surprised that he went berserk without listening to counsel uh, and, and, and started popping off so, so you know, quick as he, as he did a couple weeks ago. I guess maybe that's what I'm thinking. It, it, it's one of those stories I would have figured every couple of days for the next month was going to pop up with some new element of it. It did that for about three or four days. And then after, I like your phrase, after he kind of went berserk with that, you know, no, I didn't really resign stuff. Uh, and maybe, you know what, maybe maybe his better angels got hold of him. I don't know. Even his biggest supporters, I'm, I'm not one of his biggest supporters, but I'm, I'm certainly a supporter of his. Even the biggest of supporters had to just say, you know what, that's yeah, that, you, you had to see. You, now you've embarrassed all of us. You've embarrassed the uh, university. So I, and, it, you know, and it may be that, as we heard in the promo that Hoppy just ran, as we heard on Statewide Talk Line a couple of weeks ago, Gordon Gee said, "No, it's just it's over. It's, it, it's it, over. There's don't discuss it. It's over." It is, Howard, and you and I both talked about it when it was actually happening. This is a man that just got out of rehab that's that's struggling with alcohol. Someone should have told him, "Listen, take a week off before you say anything." Yeah, I I have my own personal thoughts on some of this, but um, uh, I, I think I'm guessing. It's a hundred percent of a guess. My guess is that his better angels got in his ear and said, hey, you went off the deep end. Just shut up. Let it go. For all I know, there might be private conversations going on where he's called and said, hey, I went off the deep end. Please just let it go. I know I'm done. You know, whatever. And it'll work. I'm ready to forgive him. I, again, I, I was I was wrong. He's never going to coach the, uh, the, the West Virginia Mountaineers uh, again. He's never going to do that. And it took me a little while to accept that, more so than you, Howard. But again, don't screw up everything else. Just maybe, maybe there will be a statue of Huggy out there one day. Again, I, I felt, as you know, you and I argued about it. I, I didn't think that from the beginning of this this incident, I never thought there was a chance he's coming back as a coach. But it was clear that there was a possibility of him being honored, being somehow involved, and then that, that last round of stuff, it, it destroyed all of that. So somewhere along the way, he's got to rebuild that bridge. But it was just a thought I had. I was listening to Gordon Gee in that promo. Uh, talking about uh, definitively, no, nope, there is no, Hoppy says, is there any way? Nope, there is no way. I bet Hoppy listens to that every day, too. 10 to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Looking for a good book? Searching for a unique gift? The Ohio Valley's premier shopping choice is the Highlands. Find jewelry, hot new tech, arts and crafts, over two dozen stores to visit. From Walmart and Target to Cabela's, Menards, Kohl's, and Old Navy. Plan a day out of shopping, dining, and entertainment at the Highlands. At the top of the hill off I-70. See it all online at hitthehighlands.com. Save big money at Menards on everything for your next project. Even breakfast items to get your day started. Save big while supplies last on Hormel Thick Cut Bacon. Just $6.99 a pack. After rebate, pick up a 100-count pack of single-serve coffee brew cups for just $23.99 after 11% off. That's just $0.24 cents per cup after rebate. Good through July 30th, savings are mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Menards. What if your bank offered new checking and savings accounts with a very low balance required, online bill pay, and debit cards issued right away? I would like that. What if that bank had extended hours every business day and were open on Saturdays and most holidays? That's incredible. And if all their accounts had low fees or no fees? That's money in the bank. The right bank. Open your checking and savings account at Main Street Bank. You deserve a bank this good. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Spend your summer mornings with us. News, information, conversation, controversy, and fun. The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. 
It's just bumper music. I have to remember that because I, I, I don't want to interrupt him, Bob. I don't want to pop in and talk over top of him. I, you know, Tony Bennett crooning that song again, one of my favorite songs, Smile. I love that. And it just it almost feels sacrilegious for me to, you know, to, to use it as a bumper when it ought to be a great performance. But uh, we have been honoring Tony Bennett today with our bumper music this morning here on the Watchdog Morning Show. <clears throat> so you never heard it called Barbenheimer before, huh? I have not. Barbie, the great movie. I say the great. I shouldn't say that. The movie Barbie came out this weekend, and the movie Oppenheimer came out this weekend. Now, not a lot of overlap, I would think. People who go see Barbie aren't going to go see Oppenheimer and vice versa. Barbie claimed the number one spot at the box office this weekend, $155 million in ticket sales here in North America. It's, it's the number one opening of the year. Uh, it surpassed the Super Mario Brothers movie, which was a big movie. Uh, it is better than any of the more recent Marvel movies, which always were the big uh, box office winners. Uh, Barbie, huge at $155 million. But Oppenheimer also exceeded expectations, took, taking in $80.5 million, $8.5 million. Uh, so it's one of the best ever starts for an R-rated biographical uh, drama. Uh, it's also the first time that one movie opened to more than $100 million and another movie opened to more than $80 million in the same weekend. When all is settled and done, they think it'll probably be the fourth biggest weekend of all time at over $300 million. And I think part of it is because the two movies attract two totally different audiences. I have no interest in seeing Barbie, but I li well, like to see Oppenheimer, and I'm sure that vice versa. Those who do want to see Barbie don't care about Oppenheimer, so... Uh, you, you'd be able to bring out two different groups of people to the movie theaters. And uh, I haven't been to see a movie that I wanted to see for a long time, taking Teddy to the theaters, Super Mario Brothers, one of them. Uh, but I, I want to go see Oppenheimer. I'm looking forward to seeing that. And so Barbie, what do they call it? Barbenheimer. It was the Barbenheimer weekend, and it was a gigantic weekend at the box office. 9.55, 5 before the hour. It's time to go to Bob Westfall, WTRF-TV. Bob, good morning. How have, you been, how have you been? How have you been? Haven't talked to you for a while. Uh, I've been fantastic. How are you? Let me check. I think I'm okay. All my parts are in place. We're back to business now. Yeah. 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 So, so. I got to tell you, back. though, I got to tell you, it was kind of fun. It was kind of fun being, you know, getting up in the morning. My wife and I had breakfast every day. Got to take my uh, grandson. Food. Yeah, it was cool. Food. It was cool. Food's involved. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, that's good. It's good to have you back, though. It is good to be back. Yeah. It was good to be away. It was good to be away, but it's 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 good to be it's good to be back as well. It was a busy week yeah. last week. We missed some good conversation last week because there were a lot of news stories we could have talked about, but oh, didn't, yeah. didn't get a chance to. I'm gonna try right. to catch up as the week goes by on some of the things that we missed, but a lot of the news just has passed us on by. What's the news of the day today? All right, some of the things we're working on today. Uh, let's see here. We're going to have an update on this lawsuit uh, against West Virginia State Police. As you know, that's kind of blown up here in the last right. uh, couple weeks. It uh, looks like more more people become involved, and there's now a federal investigation. Um, so we're going to be checking in with uh, Teresa here shortly on what is new in that case. So we'll have that today. Yep. Uh, a couple other uh, things we're doing today is uh, getting ready for the debate. We're carrying a debate on ABC Ohio Valley tomorrow. On issue one in Ohio, as you know, that's the uh, that's the legislation. Uh, if it's passed, would change uh, the way to change the Ohio Constitution from a uh, simple majority to 60 percent. 
Hey, Bob, uh, you're not having a fire drill there, are you? No, I. Guess we hear something in the background. That sounds like maybe somebody's sawing lumber or something. I don't know. We'll we'll we'll, we'll, figure, we'll figure it out. All right. Uh, um, uh, that 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 issue one is something I think a lot of folks don't understand. So the debate will be worthwhile for people to watch in Ohio because I think it's an issue that is it is really simple on its face, but the ramifications and implications of it are a little more complicated than people realize. Right. I think that's true because it not only uh, it'll change the way anyone wants to come in and change uh, uh, the Constitution in the state of Ohio. A lot of people on one side say, you know, it's been working this way since 1803. Uh, you know, why, why change it? And then others are saying uh, we'll want to make it a little bit harder for outside concerns who want to come in and make some changes. Um, so it's going to be an interesting debate. I'm curious to see what happens with so. Again, that's tomorrow night, uh, ABC Ohio Valley. What time is it? Um, so we'll have that. I want to say it's uh, 8 o'clock. Okay. All right. ABC Ohio Valley. Very good. Yep. Uh, so those are some of the things we're working on. Take a look at uh, summer poison safety tips, uh, some things you got to take a look at uh, when you're out and about, everything from snake bites to, uh, you know, bug bites, ticks, fleas, uh, fleas. Uh, but things like that. So we'll have that. Uh, of course, take a look at the weather. Weather's going to be gorgeous. Uh, sports, uh, pirates are still fading. My Royals are... That's a good word to use, fading. Yeah, I think they faded, Bob, but okay, I got you. Yeah, my, well, my Royals are 50 games under 500, oh. so I know John's tired of hearing me cry about it. So, anyway, <laughs> um, so we'll be checking on that. And then uh, uh, the basketball tournament is uh, kicks off uh, tomorrow night. TBT. Uh, meet, and greet, uh, meet and greet out to Alpha Tavern tonight. Uh, our newest sports guy, uh, uh Doug and Lloyd will be out there tonight, and we'll have that for you tonight. So a little bit of everything, a little news, sports, and weather. All right, sounds good. People can check it out at noon, 5, 6, 10, 11, 530 is the region-wide show. And, of course, always at the award-winning website, WTRF.com. Carry Channel 7 in your pocket with the Storm Tracker 7 app and the news app set for push notifications so when something happens, you find out about it. Bob, uh, good to talk to you. Sorry we missed you last week, but we're back to business now. As far as I know, I haven't talked to the bigwigs, as far as I know, we're going to be here on a regular basis again. So talk to you tomorrow. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate it. No problem, guys. Talk to you tomorrow. All right. And uh, uh, what did you, you say? Well, oh, fire drill. That could have been. I well, thought it sounded like it was something, somebody was sawing lumber in the background there or something. <laughs> no. All right, we got to go. We'll be back tomorrow morning as far as I know. Are we know. coming back or are we taking another vacation? Howard? Hey, you know what? We did a Monday and then a four-day. Instead of having a four-day work week, we could have a one-day work week and then four days off. I like that. I like it, too, but we'll be here. We'll be here tomorrow morning. Y'all have a good day. I'm Sherry Preston. Thousands of protesters outside Israel's parliament didn't stop lawmakers from passing a controversial bill this morning that would overhaul the nation's judicial system, giving the courts less power in prosecuting government. Tom Sufi Burge is in Jerusalem. The protest